Hey everybody, you're listening to Orla's Happy Hormones podcast, talking all things female health and wellness. I'm Orla O'Flaherty, a certified naturopath and herbalist, and I'm here to talk about everything from periods, hormones, fertility, health, sex, energies, self-awareness, and just life in general. Here's to happy hormones and a happy you. Hey, and welcome to episode 50 of Orla's Happy Hormones podcast. And I've had to edit the intro to this because this episode was meant to be out last week on March the 27th. Yeah, I think it was the 27th of March. And but because of everything that's going on in the world right now, I had decided last week to just flip it up a bit or switch it up a bit. I felt people... We're going through a lot of anxiety and a lot of stress and a lot of distress and to be quite honest freaking the fuck out and I wanted to do an episode on how people could manage their anxieties and their panic so I put this episode off for a week and I'm kind of glad I did that now because here in Ireland last week everybody got sent into a bit of a spiral. Now the episode actually came out before last week's episode came out before we were put into lockdown. But there was a there was a feeling in the air that it was coming and I from all the questions that people were sending me around their anxieties and around the fear of the unknown I felt okay we need to address this and then our lockdown came on Friday. So the day that this podcast was meant to go out on, on Friday the 27th, that's when our lockdown came. And I'm glad I put out the anxiety episode last week instead of this week's episode, which is part three of the sex episodes. Because I feel we need to get into or get back into some bit of normality. Now, I'm not sure if I'm just speaking for myself or if I'm speaking for everyone, but I know for me, it has been a bit of a roller coaster, a few ups, few downs, ins, outs, loop-de-loops, all that jazz. And this week I've come back to normality, which is great. And I'm, that's why I'm putting this week's episode out. It's why I'm not focusing on another COVID episode because COVID is everywhere. It's all over social media, it's all over the regular media, it's on intercoms in the shops when you go into a supermarket. So I've decided that I'm just getting back to normality and it's the best thing that I've done. (laughs) And I'm currently running an online anxiety and stress reduction course, my Orla's Happy Hormones anxiety and stress reduction course, just to help people come back to normality a bit and also to deal with their anxiety and their stress throughout this process because it's it's a process that has thrown people for a loop but I'm personally glad to be back in to normality and glad to be back doing my normal scheduled podcasts so like I said I've had to redo the intro to this episode but just because 
we're on a lockdown or just because the world has gone into lockdown. It doesn't mean that our lives have to go into lockdown completely. It doesn't mean that our sex life has to go into lockdown. And that's why I'm doing, well not why I'm doing, I was doing this episode anyway, I was doing episode three anyway. Um, but it's a Q&A based episode and these were questions that came in before the lockdown happened and I'm just hoping that it'll help bring people back to their normal everyday worries instead of a pandemic worry. But just because we are on lockdown it doesn't mean that your sex life has to go on lockdown. Now if you're single listening to this that does go for you too because I know I can I can hear you saying it oh yeah just because I'm single doesn't mean I have to go on lockdown I'm single social distancing I get it trust me I get it but this is an opportunity now is the time to actually explore you now is the time to figure out what it is that you like figure it figure out what your wants and your needs and what your desires are I always say people aren't mind readers and for anyone to know what you like you have to know what you like now I have gone into this deeper on a previous episode I think it was episode it was yeah it was the first sex episode it was episode 46 and that was the part one so it was based around libido, pain and intimacy and self-love. So you can go back and have a listen to that, how I talk more about self-love, masturbation, pleasuring yourself, figuring out what it is that you like, figuring out what your wants and needs are. But now in this, say, lockdown situation that we're all in and social distancing and there's a lot of people out there who feel like their dating life has gone out the window or their sex life has gone out the window, people who are single. And it doesn't have to be the case. You can get to know your own sex life better. You can get to know what it is exactly what you like. There's plenty of websites out there where you can get yourself plenty of toys. Also, when it comes to dating, that doesn't have to end either. You can still get to know people just without the physical contact. That's okay too. But if you are single, take this as the opportunity to get, your know your, get to know yourself that little bit better. And if you're in a relationship, as long as it's not, or as long as you are not isolated from each other, now is the time when you can actually explore together. Sex over time can become a very regimental act, shall we say. If you're isolating together, instead of focusing on, on all the world's problems, why not focus on deepening your sexual connection? Exploring each other's bodies, exploring each other's wants and needs, exploring each other's fantasies, whatever it is. You have the time to do that now. You can choose to either be stuck in a house with someone and get on each other's nerves or you can choose to be stuck in a house with someone and explore your sexuality together. 
then if you're in a relationship but you can't actually see each other and yes I am very much aware of how hard this is but use this time to connect on an emotional level even if you can't physically be together there is such a thing as FaceTime or video chats or Skype or Zoom or whatever it is that you use make a cup of tea or have a glass of wine or a bottle of beer or whatever set your phone up somewhere and just have a conversation talk about whatever it is you want to talk about talk about whatever it is you need to talk about let yourself open up and let someone in on an intellectual and an emotional level and that sounds scary And that sounds scary because sometimes we use sex as a barrier. We use it as we think that we're connecting with someone on a physical level or on an emotional level as well as a physical level. But sometimes it can be used as a barrier that that you're actually using it as a way of avoiding the emotional connection. And we do this on an unconscious level. But you may actually not be compatible, either intellectually or emotionally, but the sex is blocking that. Or you may just be too afraid to open up emotionally or intellectually out of fear of rejection. And the sex covers that or hides that. So now is the time... Or now is a good time to get to know what someone is actually like. On that emotional or intellectual level. Be it through FaceTime or WhatsApp or whatever it is that you use. Now if it's you're in a relationship with someone over a longer period of time. And you you have already gotten to know each other. And you are emotionally and intellectually compatible. But you... still can't be together right now well then now's the time to deeper or deepen those conversations ask you can go into the sexual side of those conversations ask them what what it is that they like what it is that they don't like what turns them on what sort of fantasies that they have you can have these conversations over a face facetime like if you can't have them one-to-one in person that's saying something and that's some an area that you need to look at and try and open up with maybe but if you do know the, your, say, your, your boyfriend or your girlfriend that bit better, then opening up these conversations can happen. And you're taking away the physical element where you can't actually hide from the harder questions or from the harder conversations because you can't be distracted with sex. You can be distracted in a conversation with it, but you still have to answer the question. So for anyone in any sort of relationship right now be it long-term committed where you live together be it short-term committed and live together because some people are doing that and throughout covid they decided to move in with each other i'm like kudos to you i don't know if it would be for me but some people have done it um be it you single Whatever your relationship status is, you can use this time in a beneficial way when it comes to the likes of your sex life. 
by asking questions, by exploring, by figuring out what it is that you like and who you are as a sexual being. I mean, especially for couples who are in quarantine away from each other right now. When quarantine is over and you've had all these conversations, you know, you've actually built up a deeper connection without, like I said, that distraction or that illusion of the physical chemistry. And the sex will probably mean more and it'll probably be a hell of a lot more intense. So do use this time to build up that sexual tension and also to find out what it is that your partner is like or don't like or find out what it is that you like or you don't like and get to know yourself that little bit better. But this week's episode isn't based around Corona because personally, I'm over Corona. I'm over the COVID. This week's episode is a Q&A style episode and I'm answering questions from Instagram Q&As that come in and emails that come in. Now a lot actually did come in and some of them or a lot of them were pretty similar so I've taken the top three and to be honest it couldn't have come at a better time simply just to bring like I said just bring the normality back to life and what better way to do that than to have a good old sex chat. So the first question that came in, or not the first question, but one of the most popular questions that came in uh, was, Hi Orla, I notice there are certain times of the month I want sex more than others, but right before my period, I'm uncontrollable. Why is that? A lot of women experience this. So when it comes down to our, our libido, it is controlled by our hormones. Now, it's not just each estrogen and testosterone, but it's it's also down to our stress hormones. Now, I've gone into this before on, again, the sex episode part one and how our genetic coding for procreation is involved. Also, how our, attract, our attraction to the opposite sex is involved, how that changes over the different phases of our cycle and just how our hormones make us want to have sex but basically it's testosterone and estrogen that controls our desire for sex we actually have more testosterone than estrogen which a lot of people don't know uh it's a very unknown fact but in the follicular phase of our of our ovulatory cycle so the follicular phase is technically it starts from once your period starts and it runs right through to ovulation now this is when our estrogen starts to peak as well as our testosterone and simply it's just to prepare us for conception now when i say to prepare us for conception it's basically just turning into a horn dog <laughs> your libido is going to go through the roof because your body just wants to be fer- or your eggs want to be fertilized and again this is all genetic coding this is all down to evolutionary purposes that haven't changed over the generations sex is physiologically for survival of the species to a certain extent because 
over the last, no, this is only over the last 10 years, researchers have finally gone into the female anatomy and the female pleasure anatomy. And what we have finally discovered is that the clitoris is the only part of the human anatomy for the sole purpose of pleasure. So, yes, sex is technically for survival of the species, but it is also for pleasure too. But during the follicular phase, you're you're more inclined to want to have sex. So, basically, just so you'll be fertilized, so you'll get pregnant, so you'll have a child and you'll, you'll keep the population going. Then in your luteal phase, so your luteal phase is post-ovulation, your progesterone levels start to increase. And this is, again, to prepare your body for pregnancy or for implantation of a fertilized egg. But with the luteal phase, there is a slight drop off in estrogen and also in testosterone. And this causes you to have a lower sex drive. And now when I say this, this is... All of this is really if you're if you're not on any sort of hormonal contraceptions because when you are on the likes of the pill or the coil or the marina coil anyway and the the implant they cause you to be in a constant state of your luteal phase and that's automatically going to lower your sex drive. Um, so if you are on the pill. I don't, I'm not even sure if this question is going to apply to you because you won't, you're not getting those cyclical surges when it comes to your estrogen and testosterone for your sex drive. But you still may get the pre-period surge in your sex drive. And a lot of women get this surge, this pre-period surge where your libido goes through the roof right before your period comes. And why is this? This isn't hormonal. This is actually physiological. So the lining of the womb or the endometrium, it thickens to prepare for implantation of an egg. And if no egg has been fertilized and nothing gets implanted, you shed the lining of your womb, thus having your period. But because it's thickening, it becomes somewhat inflamed. And this puts more pressure on your whole pelvic region, which includes your G-spot and your clitoris. And fun fact, the clitoris isn't just that little bean on your vulva on the outside. It, it's full anatomy. It's actually like, how do I describe it? It's like a riding saddle. So you know a riding horse or a horse saddle. The thing that you sit on when you're riding horses. And I know that sounds really bad in the context of this episode right now, but you know what I'm trying to say. But it's shaped like a saddle and it's actually about four inches in length. And But that's all internal. But it also has roughly 8,000 nerve endings in it. Hence why it's so sensitive. And because of its internal structure, it's also why so many women get so much pleasure from pressure on the pubic bone. Why a lot of women actually have to have the external stimulation as well as the internal stimulation. But it's not just 
that external stimulation isn't just directly on the clitoris but just anywhere around the pubic region because the clitoris is right underneath that but this is why you're getting that surge right before your period because that pressure is being pushed down from the inflammation and the thickened uterus so what i would say to you is to use to your advantage like orgasms release loads of endorphins oxytocin dopamine all the happy hormones it's also a natural pain reliever so that can help in premenstrual cramps if you're someone who would suffer with cramps for a few days before your period comes that will help to loosen them if you're someone who suffers with headaches before your period comes having an orgasm will also help to relieve them but what i will say to you is to be warned that it can actually bring your period on or knock your period out of you as as i say <laughs> so if you're with a partner it it may induce your bleed because of the that pelvic contraction so it's the same mechanism that's used for an orga- for like orgasm contractions as it is period contractions and that can become slightly messy so do it either in the shower or else have towels down or wherever there's tiles just if you care about the mess just be prepared if you don't care about them the mess then it's fine work away but it it can become quite messy but yes this is why you are getting that massive surge right before your period it's due to the pressure that's been pushed down onto your g-spot and also onto your clitoris um so that's making you aroused and that's okay like i said use it to your advantage but it's also a great segue for my next question which is a very another very popular question my boyfriend says he doesn't mind period sex but I don't know if he's just saying that and I don't know how I feel about it. Any advice? My advice here? Believe him. Men don't usually joke around when it comes to things like period sex. They either don't care or else are completely repulsed by it. So believe him when he says that. I've had experience with both. I've had partners who honestly didn't care one bit to be honest they were actually just happy to be having sex and at the time so was I but then I've had partners who would gag at even hearing the word period so yes believe him he's not gonna but he's not gonna lie about something like that trust me men usually say it how it is especially when it comes to period sex but when it comes to you not knowing how you feel about it that's a different story you have to ask yourself here what is it that you're not comfortable with is it the mess is it that you're embarrassed is it that you just don't want to be touched you just want to be left alone during this time so if it's the mess i'd highly highly recommend watching des bishop's bit on period sex it's hilarious 
simply because it's true. As he says, and as everyone else will say, look, you, you just, you get caught up in the moment and then at first you're like, no, no, I'm on my period, can't do it, blah, blah, blah. One thing leads to another and you're like, fuck it, let's go. But when it comes to period sex, it's a one position sex. You pick a position and you stick with it. And you do not disconnect until you're on a tiled area. (laughs) So go for it. Try it out in the shower, the bathroom, the kitchen, wherever has tiles, wherever is going to be easy to clean. No carpets. Put towels down on the bed, whatever it is that you want to do. If it's just the mess that you're worried about, you can fix that. Just go to location or put towels down, whatever. Definitely go and watch Des Des Bishop's bit. It's funny because it's true. But if it's because you're embarrassed, I get that. In fairness, who feels attractive with blood coming out of them? No one really. But that's something that you're going to have to work on accepting. That your period is a part of your your physiology and it's part of your entire reproductive life. Which is basically 35 to 40 years of your life. Do you want to be embarrassed about your normal bodily functions for that length of time? Or do you want to embrace your body and see it for what it is? It's a powerful thing. Our periods show us that we can literally create and sustain life. And also, you're bleeding for four to ten days without dying. That is pretty impressive. Then, if it's that you don't actually want to have sex and you want to be left alone during this time, then honour that. Honour what your body needs. Honour what your soul needs. In Eastern traditions, having sex during your period isn't actually a good idea. The reason for this is because it reverses the flow of chi or the, or the flow of energy. What's meant to be coming out is actually being inhibited. And then as well, your period is also a very sacred time as a woman. And it's a time to honour yourself. It's a time to honour your body's wants, your body's needs. It's a time to honour rest. It's a time to honour creativity. And it's a time to connect in with yourself. And you're very in tune during the time of your period, right before your period, during your luteal phase and also during your menstrual phase. You're very in tune with everything around you. And you're also very in tune with your own gut instinct. So now is the time to listen to that gut instinct. Listen to what your gut is telling you. And honour it. If you feel like you don't want to be having sex right now, you need to respect that. Your partner also needs to respect it. But first and foremost, you need to respect it. You need to hold space for you and you need to keep your boundaries up for you forgetting about an external source or a partner or anything like that it's about tuning into what it is that you want 
and how you're feeling and taking care of yourself. Because during your period, it's that nurturing time when you mother yourself. You take care of yourself. So listen to your wants and needs. If you don't want to have sex, then don't have sex. But if you do want to have sex, then do have sex. There's no right or wrong answer here with it. It's only wrong if you go against your gut feeling or your own sense of self-worth or what it is that you want. So do what's right for you. And then my last question is... It's not that it it came up in a couple of different variations. But I wasn't sure if I was going to answer this one or not. Because what I will say is... Look, I'm the hormone lady. I talk about hormones. I talk about periods. I talk about physiological effects, all that jazz. I'm, and I often say this, that I'm, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a sex therapist. I just am someone who loves behavioral psychology. I'm also someone who loves talking about sex. I'm someone who enjoys having sex I'm someone who is just fascinated by the conscious and subconscious brain so I'm not a therapist or a sex therapist I've studied a lot of it so I wasn't sure if I was going to answer this one or not but I to be honest I really like the question so I'm going to answer it <laughs> so it's hi Orla I don't know if this is something you can answer, but I said I'd ask anyway. My last boyfriend loved toys. My current one just said no and won't talk about it. I miss toys. Help. So like I said, I liked the question, so I'm going to answer it. (laughs) And this is something that I can relate to and I can give my own two cents worth on it now look I can't tell you what's going on in his brain because I'm not a mind reader it's something I always say is that people are not mind readers there used to be a time when like that movie what women want I could be like Mel Gibson and read men's minds and then I realized it kind of would take the fun out of everything and I don't think I'd want to be in the minds of men for 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I think it would just be too draining. <laughs> but what I can say is that this is something that I've experienced myself. And it's something that I've actually talked about a lot with many male friends. And I've actually talked about it with therapists in the past. And I, because I've spoken openly here that I've been to therapy on and off over the years, I think. 
the way I look at it is it's an NCT for the mind and I think everybody should do it. I really advocate for it, to be honest. But it's something that, like I said, I have talked to with a lot of male friends and even recently, because this question came up a couple of times, I, I even, I even asked my brother for input on this. Now, for context, just let me put this out there. (laughs) I wanted a completely non-biased answer from someone. And when I say a non-biased answer, I mean someone who 100 million percent was not looking to get into my knickers when I asked them a question around sex toys. Who better to ask than my brother? Now, look, I'm not saying it wasn't a tad bit awkward with my protective big brother. It was. <laughs> but once I reminded him that, one, I'm a 33-year-old woman who has been in many relationships, and two, it was for research purposes, three, it was for the podcast, his tune changed. And he told me that I have to quote him on a couple of things, which I will. But... What I will say from my own experience with partners, with research, with reading, with talking to therapists, with talking to friends. And now my brother. The general consensus is ego. For a lot of men who have never experimented with toys, they feel that there's something wrong with them. That they're not enough for you. And this is a huge blow to their ego. Now, I'm not saying ego is a bad thing. It's not. And I'm not saying only men have an ego when it comes to sex. They don't. Both men and women do. We all have egos. Like, if a woman can't get a man off, their insecurities are triggered. Look, I'll be honest. I've been in situations where I haven't been able to finish someone off. And it's gone from one extreme to the other, either extreme aggression and anger to, oh yeah, don't look, don't worry about it, it's fine. And then everything in between. Now, I've never attached to it because over years of one, doing self-work on on myself and, and two, researching into it, the psychological factor of it, it, it wasn't anything down to me when it comes to sex a lot of it is psychologically based especially for women but also for men if they're stressed or if they are overtired or if there's something on their mind or if there's feelings of guilt anything like that will prevent them from being able to finish and it's the same for women when we're stressed when we're tired when we are overanalyzing when we are triggered in some area we can't finish either a lot of the times when it comes to orgasm it 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 can be down to a psychological factor not a physical factor 
so yes, women take take it as a, as an offense too when it comes to sex in different scenarios. But bringing it back to a man who has never actually experimented with using toys in the past, this is going to bring up feelings of insecurity for him. He is going to wonder if he's not enough for you. Now, not all the time. Not every man is going to be like that. But any man who has insecurities around his sexuality or insecurities around his own self-worth, these feelings are going to be triggered. And usually they will go into a defense mode. But that's because they don't realize that it's it's coming from what you're looking for is coming from a place of pleasure for both of you, not just yourself, for both of you. What's going through his head right now and what he's thinking is, why am I enough for you? But it's not actually about that. It's not about him not being enough for you. He is enough. But you just want to bring playtime into your sex life. You just want to bring play in. And that's okay. Because when you think about it, what are toys? In the general term, what are toys used for? To play with. Like when you were a kid... You played with toys, you played with dinkies, you played with Lego, with dolls, whatever. But now you're an adult and you still want to play. You're just playing with different kind of toy. Now, that is where I have to quote my brother on. Because when he said it to me, my jaw literally hit the worktop. And I was like, how have I never thought of that before? that analogy before because it's how I think of it in my head but the analogy never came through like that Uh, so I am quoting him because he made me promise that I would (laughs) again that's his ego (laughs) he's not listening so it's fine Um, but that is what toys are about it's about playing it's about bringing fun and excitement into the bedroom but it's also about connecting and it's also about increasing intimacy with each other because when you play with toys you get to know your partner's body 10 times more you get to know what it is that they really like and don't like because when there's an external object you are more inclined to talk about if you actually like something or not And when it comes to toys, a lot of the time things have to be slowed down. And it's normal to want to bring an element of play and excitement into the bedroom. And when you do that, and when things do slow down, that intimacy level increases tenfold. And that's all well and good me saying that, but if 
your partner or your boyfriend is someone who has insecurities or if he's being triggered in any way or his self-worth is being questioned it's something that you have to try carefully with so bringing the topic up again in a gentle way because again his ego was being bruised so you need to stroke his ego no pun intended but you need to stroke his ego in a way so telling him that you love your sex life with him that tell him that he really turns you on tell him that he makes you feel desired or that he's amazing in bed and knows exactly what you like but you would like to try bringing another element in now again this will all depend on the type of person that he is and it will all depend on what kind of ego he has or when I say ego he has what kind of ego he has in the bedroom so is he someone that gets off on your pleasure or is he someone who gets off on his own pleasure or that his own pleasure is the only important pleasure in the scenario is he someone who is open to direction or someone who gets offended easily so knowing how to tread that's your main port of call really to be honest it's knowing where where and how you can go about things and how you can bring up the topic of conversation simply just to open up the possibility of it but letting him know that you want to enhance both of your sexual experiences that's something that might intrigue him because that's what toys do they enhance what's already there they enhance what's there for both of you and to be honest it no longer becomes a regimental wham bam thank you ma'am kind of thing it's it becomes playtime which like i said will enhance intimacy you get to know each other's wants and desires and fantasies on a deeper level it connects you on um, on a greater level and explaining that to him may help now if it's something that you've tried and he's not comfortable with then you have to respect that you have to respect his boundaries with that you cannot force someone into something that they don't feel okay with so if he if he haven't tried it then bring up the conversation and then try it if he's happy to keep experimenting then go with it if he is not comfortable and it's a hard no for him then you have to respect that holding space for each other's boundaries is so important when it comes to toys or playtime like knowing what is and what isn't okay because at the end of the day there's two of you in it it's not just about your wants and needs and it's not just about his wants and needs it's about both of you together 
But to deepen your connection, you both have to be fully okay with whatever it is that you do. And you both have to be fully okay with talking about it. And talking about it outside of the bedroom first, not in the bedroom. Get the clear boundaries laid out beforehand. And it doesn't have to be a clinical conversation either. You can pull something up on the website or on a website or and bring up topics of conversation or whatever. But knowing to respect each other's boundaries is really important when it comes to playing with toys. So that's it for this week's episode of Orla's Happy Hormones. I hope you've enjoyed. I hope you got something from it. I hope it wasn't too much. (laughs) And please feel free to either review it, leave a comment, take a screenshot, tag me on it, whatever. I always love to get some feedback. So for now, happy weekend and happy hormones.